Yo, sometimes life calls for a change. Not fake, just different. It'll show you a different way. And right now, I'm on to my different way. I can promise you this is the same span, but the reporting is over. I'd like to welcome you to the Mr. Span Official Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Mr. Span official podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Span. This is episode number 12 of the show, man. And uh, we are here. We are uh, we are in a real celebratory mood right now, man. Real talk. Um, Very good weekend. Very good weekend, man, for a lot of folks, man. We had uh, Father's Day weekend was this weekend, man. So, you know, we happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the dads, man. Um, my birthday was this weekend, man. So, you know, shout about that. You man happy about that. You know what I'm saying? Made 43. Your man spent and put 43 up on the board. You know what I'm saying? Beep, 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 beep. You know, that sort of shit, right? And then, um, no, not only that, man, not only that, we are out here celebrating Juneteenth today, man. Yeah, man, it's a celebration, man. It's a we had a triumph. I mean, your man Span had a triumvirate of like uh, 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 holidays of which to celebrate, man. You know, Father's Day uh, and, and my birthday and Juneteenth, man. And like real talk, shout out, shout out to everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice right now uh, who had to work on Juneteenth, man. Because you know, it, you know, all I know is that's just sounding me like. Oh man! Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, man. It sounds like y'all employers is hating on y'all, man. Real talk, you know. And I know, you know, there's a lot of places, right? So there's been a lot of talk about whether or not Juneteenth is a real holiday and that sort of thing. And people are talking about whether or not we should even be celebrating Juneteenth. Like the white man ain't gave you a holiday, and you niggas out here just trying to celebrate shit, right? Now I'm just saying, you know what, man? Real talk. This how I feel about it, right? This is how your man Span feels about it. Whether it be uh, Cinco de Mayo, whether it be uh, Kwanzaa, whether it be uh, uh, what's another holiday uh, uh, that people like kind of denigrate? Uh, uh, um, oh shit, St. Patrick's Day. Like all these other holidays, right? I mean, you know, you might not even get that day off, right? But you you use these times and these cultural uh, these cultural. Um, you know, tent poles to like, you know, just go out and like, not even if you're not, even if you're not a part of that said culture, right? But you want to celebrate the culture. You want to be like, hey man, y'all look like y'all having a good time over there, right? And I want, I want everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice right now to know that you will never have to explain to Span why you are out here trying to have a good time, man. Real talk. Far too often we got people who want you to justify to them why you out here trying to have a good time. Meanwhile, they over here miserable and ornery as hell. Fuck that, man. Fuck that and fuck them. Like, hey, if you're going to take the day off, 
for Juneteenth, if you're going to take the day off to go get plastered on St. Patrick's Day, if you're going to take the day off to go drink tequilas and eat tacos on Cinco de Mayo, then by all means, man, go do your motherfucking thing. Because I'm going to tell you one thing, man. These jobs don't give a damn about you. And the minute something happens to you, guess what? They got somebody else ready to come up and step up and take your place. The minute that you ain't, you, you're no longer able to do what you used to do for them, right? They always got a backup plan in case something happens to you. So take care of you. If you need to have that good time if you need to have that break and whatever else do that man do that because these jobs don't give a fuck about you they will let you know that they don't need you right the minute you become inconvenient to somebody else's dreams man they will let you know that you're no longer needed your services are no longer needed and they will let your ass go so in the meantime in between time if you have, if you feel like, yo, man, I want, I feel like I need a break, man, or I feel like I need to go have a good time, man, go do that, man. We got, it's so much shit going on in the world, man. You should not have to give anybody an excuse as to why you want to go out there and have a good time, man. So, I'm off on Juneteenth because, you know, my job is hating too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, hate, 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 and, uh, you know, we had the coronavirus thing going on, but we also had a racial awakening in the, in the nation and stuff like that. And a lot of companies decided that they were going to give black, you know, not even just the black people. Everybody was getting Juneteenth off, right? They're like, you know what? In remembrance and, and observation of Juneteenth, y'all going to have this day off, right? There was a whole lot of goodwill. White folks, white, white folks really out here trying to get out of a whole lot of goodwill when it came to, like, you know, we want to be seen as uh, that we care and stuff like that. But that shit was only going to last but for so long, right? And so uh, I remember when... Uh, Joe Biden signed uh, Juneteenth into uh, in law, signed it as a federally recognized holiday. And, um, you know, a lot of companies, man, you know, even though they gave you that day off on that particular time, they didn't put that on the calendar as far as a, a company rec- re- recognized holiday. And I seen that shit with the company that I work for. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I ain't doing this no more. I'm not doing this no more. Like, it, I mean, I mean, I already had the built-in excuse of it being so close to my birthday to take that day off. But not even just that. Like, picture me coming into work on a day where we're supposed to be celebrating not working for white folks. We celebrating our freedom for working for white folks, <laughs> whatever. And then I'm gonna bring my black ass to work on a day where we celebrate not coming to work. Like, come on, bro. Why? It's, it's like Labor Day to me almost like, yo, we, we celebrate like the, the sacrifices that organized labor did to like get us certain advantages and certain benefits and stuff like that. We celebrate that. We get the day off of that as a black person. Yeah, I'm going to apply that same logic. Hey, man, my people worked in this worked in this country for free, built this motherfucker up for free. And then they finally got word in Galveston, Texas, that they were they didn't even have to do this no more. It was two years later that they found out that they didn't have to work for these people no more. And that's why we celebrate this thing and so like yeah i'm not coming to work on juneteenth ever again i'm never going to do that again right and um if you can i would implore any of y'all right real talk if you can get the day off on juneteenth if you have to use a vacation day then damn it do that if you don't want to fine i ain't mad at you again you ain't got to explain the shit to me but like real talk um when it comes to this juneteenth thing man like again don't let anybody like try to shame you about 
your celebration of it. Don't let anybody try to shame you about your lack of knowledge on the history of it, because there's a lot of people who are still learning about this holiday. It wasn't as if this was something that they taught all over the country. Uh, it was mostly a holiday that was celebrated down in Texas and uh, mo like, yeah, mostly down in Texas. And now it's a national thing. And so, yeah, man, the more you learn about your people, the more you learn about your struggle, man, celebrate your people, celebrate the perseverance that they had to go through, celebrate the superheroes that allowed you to be here fucking today. And that's why I will never take my ass back to work on no motherfucking Juneteenth if I ever have anything to say about it. Real talk. I'm never doing it. And um, as a black man in America, I feel like, yo, man, power to the goddamn people. We are here, man. So if you ain't at a, if you ain't at a like, a, you know, a beer whiz table, because I know when we get together, you know, the, you know, the beer whiz table is cracking. Maybe the space table is cracking. Maybe the dominoes is cracking. Right. Maybe you got somebody at the grill right now. He got the sandals on. He over there talking shit. He talking about the Denver Nuggets didn't deserve this championship or whatever. Maybe you got that going on. Or maybe maybe you one of them few people who had to take your behind the work because the man was, you know, he was hating on the fact that you got your like, like, he was hating on our, our shit right so he he made you come in and work wherever you are man i hope you having a good day real talk i hope you having a good day so yeah man we got that going on another thing that that was that was really good that i thought was was dope man yesterday so yesterday was father's day and shout out to all the pops man shout out to all the fathers and whatnot man um one of the things that i really appreciated about father's day yesterday and this is a long time coming this was actually one of the first times in a very long time where fathers were just genuinely celebrated, man. Like I didn't see not one post about deadbeat daddies. I ain't seen not one post about why y'all celebrating y'all mamas on this day. <laughs> I didn't see not one post about it. And it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing to behold that fathers were being held up involved fathers who were like the, the stand up dudes, man, the stand up dudes who are out here upright and responsible, trying to raise up upright and responsible human beings for the next generation, man. It was a beautiful thing to see everybody showering their fathers, man, showering the people in their lives with the love and light that they should have you know because everybody want their flowers man as much as niggas be out here talking about they don't really want you, know, you ain't gotta do shit for me god damn it i mean shit they, they, you ain't gotta do nothing for me but leave me alone god damn it just leave me alone you can get, get the fuck out of the house i just want some peace of quiet you know as much as you got them kind of niggas man like real talk people do appreciate when you show appreciation and so uh it was dope to see uh like the father's day uh acknowledgments going up and down my timeline whether it was twitter whether it was facebook or whatever i think it was just like it, it was it was a, a a departure from what it used to be some years ago <laughs> right where there was always a, a a back and forth about whether or not the right people were celebrating father's day who had the right to celebrate father's day are you celebrating the right person on father's day and what about all these niggas who ain't doing nothing and they want to be celebrated on father i didn't see none of that shit yesterday and it was beautiful man it was beautiful. So, yeah, man, happy Father's Day, happy belated Father's Day to all the stand-up guys, man, who are doing their part to raise up an upright and responsible generation coming up behind us, man. Real talk. I salute you, brothers. And, uh, yeah, man, we got that going on. And, uh, yo, so we got that going on. But also we got, some, uh, we got some listener feedback. So let me go ahead and pull out the old trusty phone so we can read our listener feedback that we got here and uh we got an email here so let me uh let me go ahead and pull this up we got twitter popping here right now but where is it where is it okay so um we get this email here is from reggie because <laughs> reggie is uh 
if that nigga is nothing, he's motherfucking consistent. Okay. <laughs> but, but we get this, uh, we get this email from Reggie. It says, Hey spam. I've got a couple questions for you concerning the, uh, the presidential election and the upcoming Juneteenth holiday. I listened to you and the lady cook on your last episode. And I gotta say that I disagree with you both on your takes when it comes to Cornell West running for president, the electorate needs more, op- more options, not less. And if people are forced to vote between Biden and Trump again, I fear that many people will just opt out and not vote at all. And I know you're a big voting advocate. Uh, so I'm not, I'm just saying I'm surprised to hear you not in favor of Cornell. So hopefully you can explain your thoughts more on that. OK, I can definitely it's, it's not that difficult for me. Right. Um, when it comes to talking about like candidates like a Cornell West, man, I, I, I feel as though when these third party candidates pop up, more often than not, they already know that they are not going to win, right? Cornell, whether it be Cornell West, whether it be Jill Stein, whether it be Ralph Nader, whether it be uh, H. Ross Perot, any of these third party candidates, I feel like they already know coming in that they don't have a, a snowball chance in hell of winning. And I don't have a problem with third parties. I do think that we should have additional, um, uh, 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 you know, electoral options, right? The problem is usually when we start talking about some of these third party, uh, you know, some of these third party candidates, we only really hear about these motherfuckers when it comes to the presidential you know, nomination. Right. These people never go out and do the grassroots work of trying to become city council people. They never become state senators. They never become state representatives. They never become, you know, part of the like the, the, the congressional delegation from your state. They always go for the top fucking job. And so when you got someone like a Cornell West who hasn't been exactly the same since Barack Obama didn't give him the like the inauguration like invites and shit, right? He he campaigned for Obama, he didn't get the inaugural invitations and he's been on a a, a war path ever since. Uh hence the the the, the bus tour that he and uh, and Tavis Smiley went on years ago, right? So you got that going on, but my thing is um when it comes to like these sorts of folks, like even say, say for instance, Cornell West wins, right? We're going, we're going to give you the benefit. We're going to count the benefit of the doubt. Say Cornell West wins. He becomes president of the United States, but he doesn't have any legislative uh, uh, backing behind him. He doesn't have the Republicans behind him. He doesn't have the Democrats behind him. He's just there, right? How much legislation do you think Cornell West is going to be able to get through the Congress, man? How much? Don't worry. Cause I'll wait for that shit. He's not going to get much passed, right? And so he can talk as much as all of these politicians talk. They'll promise you a whole bunch of shit when they're running, right? But ultimately, it comes down to how they're going to get this shit through Congress so that they can actually sign legislation so that that shit becomes law, right? You're seeing a lot of this going on now with Joe Biden's uh, uh, student loan promise to to uh, to forgive up to $20,000 of student loans. As much as people are mad about Joe Biden not being able to get the two, the, the, uh, the $20,000 of student loans passed, like, hey, if Congress wasn't going to present a law or present a bill that, he, that, that they can get through the legislature that he can then sign into law, you would never going to get that damn twenty thousand dollar loan forgiveness man they were not going to let him do that shit unilaterally and the same thing with someone like a cornell west he can say all of these things that he wants to but if he doesn't have a legislature or if he doesn't have a coalition of uh, of of uh, of lawmakers behind him that can help him push his agenda through nothing is going to happen and now you just made this vote for nothing to happen and so even if you vote for someone like a cornell west now yeah you're voting it's a symbolic vote but you know that this dude is not going to win anything so yeah you you made the symbol you made the symbolic choice but what how does that help you in your in your community how does that symbolic vote help you get the things that you need in your community 
And I don't think that's I don't think that that's that's smart politics. Right. I don't think that's smart politics. So for me, like to see Cornell West doing it. Yeah. To me, it seems like, yeah, this is more of a vanity play. But also he knows he doesn't have a snowball's chance held to win it. So that's why I am not necessarily as much in favor of a Cornell West candidacy. I can't speak for anybody else, but that's why I feel the way that I feel about it. Now, you also went on to say, uh, secondly, are you going to work on Juneteenth? I already answered that. And uh, uh, how do you feel about so many companies not yet recognizing it as a holiday worth of day? I think they hating, bro. I think that, um, I think that you know, there was a lot. There was a lot of you know. Again, they were they saw that black folks were very motherfucking upset. And then they started giving us that day off or whatever. They were trying to appease black folks. It was a lot of goodwill that they were trying to get, you know, to, 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 to garner with that. Right. But then as slowly but surely, a lot of this shit started getting pulled back, man. You start it, 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 not even so much with the black stuff, man, just with work, period. All y'all that was working from home during the COVID, uh, you know, the, the, the lockdowns and shit like that. They slowly but surely trying to pull motherfuckers back into that office because they got to pay for that space. Right. So all of these things that they were trying to get for goodwill, man, slowly but surely that shit starts eroding. Like, all right, man, we got to get back to the regular, so, you know, our, our, our regularly scheduled program. And unfortunately for a lot of folks, the, the regularly scheduled program is also the bullshit. And so, yeah, man, for those of you who don't get the holiday off, man, I, you know, like I said, I technically don't get the holiday off, but I, I will you I will eat up a vacation day just on the strength of it. Just on the strength of it. But like I said, man, uh, I thank you for writing there, Reggie, and I appreciate from hearing from you. And I know I'm going to hear from you soon, brother. <laughs> Real talk. So thank you for writing there. Now, we got some uh, we got some comments here. And uh, let's see what Greg's – let's see. Greg's got to say something to say in here. Let's, what you got to say, Greg? He says, uh, all right, get him. Hey, man, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, man. We, we try to give him the truth about here, man. We speaking the truth about here. Not in the way that, you know, Paul Pierce be out here speaking the truth. Paul Pierce be out here wild and he a wild boy. But we out here speaking the truth. We, we trying to speak the truth. Uh, <laughs> and then this is uh, Greg Sampson. These dudes are out here fantasy camping in game seven with their candidate. Man, listen. <sighs> you know, the thing, the, the thing that I find interesting about, about it is that um, – the thing that I find interesting about it is like I, I'm always hearing all of these demands made upon Democratic candidates. Right. And I can remember when when uh, when Donald Trump was still occupying the office and, you know, you have people out here like Tariq Nasheed and stuff like that who were talking about, yo, we need a black agenda, this, that and the other. And it was like, OK, so where are y'all demanding that of the people who are actually in power right fucking now? Right. And so I want people to be very mindful of who is disseminating these sorts of messages and why they're disseminating these sorts of messages. Right. So we got another uh, comment here. This comes from Tito. Tito says, uh, got to come with some tangibles. OK, so what are the tangibles? What are you going to get out of a Republican candidacy that you wouldn't get out of this one? Right. Because that's the that's the question that I have for anybody who's, who's like that tangible shit. I hear you, but I also know where some of this shit comes from. And the, 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 the people who are promoting some of that shit, they getting paid off of the fact that they want to keep you on the sidelines, so to speak. Right. Keep you on the sidelines because, OK, say, for instance, right. Let me do this. Let me do this right quick. Um, I'm going to pull something up because I just just as much as my point real quick. Um, let me see. Uh, let's see. YouTube. And then we going to go because. This is uh, something that I, I always it, – it, it's, 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 it's interesting to me, man. Um, let's do uh, – uh, yeah. okay. All right. So 
a lot of uh, a lot of folks, you know, when they start talking about tangibles, they you know they get to talking about reparations and stuff, right? And I'm all for reparations, man. If we can get reparations, then damn it, like yo, pay that shit out. Everybody, everybody who's eligible for reparations should get reparations. Pay that shit out. But here's what happens, man. Y'all, 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 y'all actually start talking down to the people who would actually kind of help you get there. And you don't have that same energy for the for, for the ones who won't help you get there. But then you empower the people who won't help you get there. So let me let me do this. Let me do this. Let me pull this up so you guys can see this right along with me. Um, pull that up. Let's see what Tommy Tuberville. Allow Tommy Tuberville, who is the Republican senator out of Alabama, had. Uh, well, he had this to say about whether or not black people should be getting reparations. And yeah, we'll, we'll. they want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that bullshit. They are not owed that. And just to be clear. OK, so this is this is what you know, you see the crowd. Did you see the crowd? Did you hear the, re the the reception that he got for that? Let me let me go ahead and play that one right back. Let me play that right back. Messaging uh, Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville uh, hit the stage of former President Trump's rally in Nevada uh, last night. And, well, let's just roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> they want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bullshit. They are not owed that. That's those are the people that get empowered when you decide that you ain't gonna vote, right? Those are the type of people who get empowered. So I just want us to be smart about our politics, right? I want us to vote our principles. If you feel like none of the people who represent you, um, uh, none of these people represent your principles, hey man, vote down ballot. Right. Vote down ballot. Don't miss an election. You might not necessarily vote in this particular election, but don't miss an election. Right. And so this is the thing that I really want folks to understand, man. Like, you know. People like Cornell West. Kind of help empower this sort of thing because. They know that these folks aren't going to do a damn thing. And they also know that he is not going to win a damn thing. The closest thing that you have to anybody doing anything close to giving you reparations right now is a Democratic Party, right? And so this isn't so much about uh, an allegiance to the Democratic Party. This isn't about a love for the Democratic Party. This is about, hey, man, I'm being politically astute enough to recognize who's actually like kind of close to the shit that I need and who's just openly antagonistic towards the shit that I need. We need to be cognizant of that and not get caught up in so much of the, uh, 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 the, the, the symbolism of, well, shit, Cornell out here saying all the shit I need. He's saying the shit, but if we vote for him, then he can win. Be like, hey, bro, yeah, you can vote for him, but you know what? He, he get out there talking a lot of that radical shit. You, go, you know what, what he ain't going to do? He ain't going to win. He ain't going to win because he's going to turn off a lot of those middle of the road voters, those moderate voters, those swing voters. He's going to turn those motherfuckers off, man. He's speaking to a certain constituency. And much the same way that people like a Donald Trump is speaking to a certain constituency. The reason why Donald Trump was able to win the first time was because of how our electoral politics is set up, right? 
I think that, you know, and I, I've said this on the Span Report, and I think I might have said it on here. Like, I think that oftentimes, man, Republicans are overrepresented in our in our in our in our government because they represent so few people. If you look at how the the the, the population of the nation is set up, and you look at how these states get two senators and two. Uh, you know, East State gets two senators, whether they got 700 motherfuckers, if they got 7 million people, they get two senators the same as everybody else. And these, these same states like uh, Wyoming, uh, 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 Montana, uh, North Dakota, Idaho, these places where hardly nobody fucking lives, right? They will openly advocate towards not giving places like Washington, D.C., which have a whole hell of a lot more people, places like Puerto Rico, which have a whole hell of a lot more people, they will advocate towards them not being able to have statehood because what does that represent? That represents those folks getting representation in the, in, in the federal government, thereby diluting their influence on the government, right? So it's all about understanding how the shit works and being you know politically astute enough to recognize like, hey man, I don't know if this is the move we want to make. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is it. So yeah, man, um, Cornell being in the race, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Cornell West being in this race. I just think that it's a vanity play and he should probably, uh, he should probably chill out real talk, but that's, that's just me, right? That's just me. That's my opinion, right? You don't have to agree with your boy spam. In fact, if you do disagree with me, say so. You know what I'm saying? Say so. Don't be scared, nigga. Don't be scared, right? <laughs> so we got that going on, man. Now, um, while we talk, we still talking about Cornell West though, because uh, Lupe Fiasco, Lupe Fiasco says he's about to vote for the very first time, and it's because Cornell West got into the race. Yeah, man. Let me pull this up. So this, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I know I had to say, okay, so did we get this out of DX news. This is a hip hop DX news. Oh, there's video to this. Okay. So let me do this. Uh, let me do this. Lupe Fiasco revealed that this next president. Hold on. I'm gonna move this over here so that we can all watch this. All right. Do, 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 do. All right, we're going to do that. Boom. And boom. And there we go. election will be his first and last time voting. Hey, it's Asia Sky here for Hip Hop DX. And check this out. So Lupe Fiasco has announced that he will be supporting Dr. Cornell West as he prepares to run to become the next U.S. president in 2024. On Monday, June 5th, Lupe took to Twitter to let his fans know that he wants to see Dr. West in the Oval Office in 2024, while also revealing that this will be the first and last time that he votes in a presidential election. Lupe wrote, Cornell West for president. This will be the first and last time I vote. At Cornell West 2024. Now, 70-year-old scholar Cornell West announced his bid for presidency in a pre-recorded video on Monday, which he posted across social media. In the clip, West stated that he's looking to eradicate issues such as poverty, mass incarceration, housing insecurities, and healthcare inequities, to name a few. In these bleak times, I have decided to run for truth and justice, which takes the form of running for president of the United States as a candidate for the People's Party. I enter in the quest for truth. I enter in the quest for justice. And the presidency is just one vehicle to pursue that truth and justice, what I've been trying to do all of my life. 
Dr. West has a storied career as a political activist. A all right, all right, that's enough of that shit. That's enough of that shit. But y'all, y'all get it. Y'all get it. We've already kind of gone through everything when it when it revolves this. But yeah, man, someone like Lupe Fiasco, who's never voted and says like this will be the first time he votes, this will be the last time he votes. See, like it's shit like that that I can't really take seriously, right? When someone talks like that, this will be the first time I vote. This will be the last time I vote. Yeah, I, I, okay, fine, nigga. I just don't want to hear you talk about shit else. <laughs> right if this is how you're gonna if this is how you're gonna you know operate and move in a political space i ain't really trying to hear what you know shit else you got to say about anything because you're not invested into you're not invested in what we got going on so yeah man got that on the docket man cornell west and, and you know we've really been kicking this whole shit off with like with cornell west man it's kind of crazy now what else we got what, what else we got on the docket man um let's see what we got what we got what we got Oh shit, yeah. So yeah, there's some crazy shit here, man. So um <sighs> Detroit. I love you. Like real talk. I'm a Chicago nigga by birth, but I was raised in Detroit, man. I spent more time here in Detroit than I have in Chicago. So there I got some real connections. My my my, my Detroit roots run deep, right? So to see this particular story irked the ever-loving shit out of me, man. I swear, I, I I couldn't believe this, but there was, um, there was a, it's, it's, an, it's a very infamous gas station here in Detroit. They actually call that motherfucker the Murder Mac because it's a gas station that has a McDonald's attached to it, right? It's on Joy Road in Southfield, on the Southfield Freeway. And, um, there were two niggas who decided that they were going to try to rob, they were going to try to rob an a fucking uniformed police officer. They were going to try to get him and rob him of his goddamn service weapon. Who are these niggas? <laughs> we need to stay away from these niggas. <laughs> we really do need to stay away from these niggas. So I'm going to pull this video up so you guys can watch right along with me, man. Because I, like I said, I couldn't believe the shit. When I saw the shit, I was like, God damn, for real? Hold on, let me, like, I got to pull all of this stuff down. Hold on a second. Uh, All right. Wait. Okay, so. Span, you're doing too much here, man. You forgot to close one. And you got to open up the next one. Okay, so here we go. All right. All right, so pull that up. Bam. And let's see what they're talking about, man, because this is crazy. Y'all got to see this. Uh-oh, I don't get no value. Oh, okay, so that's just like... um. That was just the uh, surveillance video. So let me see if this is the news story here. Take a look at this yeah. unbelievable video. We'll slow it down to show you just how bold these suspects are. The young man without a shirt goes for the uniformed Detroit police officer's gun on his right side. He gets it. Meanwhile, his accomplice in the Adidas pants pulls a gun pointing it at the officer. So off top, I want to say this here, man. You should have known these niggas was on something. This nigga walked in there and he had no shirt on, bro. He ain't had no shirt on, bro. But, hey, hey I, I'm old enough to remember where they said no shoes, no shirt, no service, man. Hey, man, what the fuck you doing in here with no shirt? Put some goddamn clothes on, bro. Put some clothes on. He ain't on no good. He ain't got on no shirt. He ain't on no good. I'm telling you, he ain't on no good. There's a struggle. The officer wrestles his duty weapon a 9 millimeter back from the suspect. The two run. Also, <laughs> hold up. Real talk. Little homie got them hands, though. Little homie got them hands because uh, he straight flipped that goddamn cop, man. 16, 17 years old, he straight flipped that damn cop. That cop was like, he, he, he was fighting for his goddamn life. Real talk. 
on off. The officer does not shoot at them. This is just a ridiculous crime. Detroit Police Commander Arnold Williams says it happened Saturday evening at the BP station near the Southfield and Joy Road. There's nothing to indicate that this officer who was off duty heading into work was targeted specifically. Investigators say it was all about getting the gun. There's no way I can explain the mindset of someone who would do something like that. But the one thing I can explain is if they would do that to a uniformed police officer, can you imagine what they would do to a regular citizen? Investigators have identified both suspects. They've executed two search warrants at their homes and are in contact with their parents. But still, as of Monday afternoon, they're not in police custody. If it's any family members that are sheltering them or have any information, encourage them to come in. And we want them to turn themselves in because we're coming for them. We're going to find them. Detroit Police Rewards TV is offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in this case. And of course, you can report those tips anonymously. Jessica Dupnack, Fox 2 News. Yeah, man. So uh, that happened. Uh, that's, that was unfortunate, man. I swear to God, that was unfortunate. But um, the other thing that I thought was very interesting about that was uh, the fact that, like, you also had another young man, the other, the accomplice, he had a pistol. He had a pistol on him. He pulled it out. And I don't know if he thought that, um, you know, maybe uh, he shouldn't. Well, maybe he couldn't get a clean shot. I think that's really what it was because he was very hesitant about, uh, you know, whether or not he should pull the trigger, not whether he was going to hit the cop, whether or not he was going to hit his friend. All that to be said, I'm glad that both of those little motherfuckers are in custody, man, because... Real talk, as soon as I saw that video, it was more so like this. Oh, yeah. What happened to your chest? There is powerful niggardry at work here. Powerful niggardry. These niggas are off the fucking chain, man. Like, off the chain, bro. You trying to rob the cops? A uniform cop? Like, I know, I know, like, you know, old folks, right? Because, you know, I'm, 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 I've reached uncle status now, right? And I know a lot of times, man, old folks be like, man, you know, these new, these little niggas right now, man, they're a new breed, nigga. You know, this is a new breed of niggas, man. And, you know, we had a code back in the day, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know, women and children was off limits. You know what I'm saying? You weren't out here trying to actually make the block hot and get involved with the cops like that, man. These new niggas is different. But no, 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 they not different. They just desperate. They doing some of the same shit that a lot of the niggas that we grew up with was doing. The, un the, the thing is now is that we, we have so much more surveillance going on, man. You can't go nowhere. Like, everybody got ring, you know, ring doorbells and Nest doorbells and Vivint doorbells, and you got cameras all over the place. These gas stations have high-definition cameras. Y'all seen how clear that motherfucking surveillance videos was? That shit was clear as shit. It was in HD, nigga. They got you in all the way HD. So it wasn't a, a, a thing of whether or not they was going to find them little niggas. It was just a matter of when, right? But the actual, like, the... the um the the way that they like the, the the fact that they actually tried to do that shit man was what was amazing to me like they really 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 tried to do that and so uh yeah man it's unfortunate but it was also fortunate that you know they 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 really corralled them little motherfuckers up man because that's that's them some savages man real talk like them, if they like like my man said if they was gonna do that to the cops nigga imagine what they would do to you know, like any regular Joe Schmo just like minding his motherfucking business man they tried to rob the police of his pistol like come on bro. Can't be out here doing that sort of shit, man. Making a block hot, man. That's fucked up. So you got that going on, man. Now, another story that we got here, bro. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this one, man. So Clarence Thomas, man. 
Clarence Thomas out here being, well, y'all know who he out here being, but it's like anytime Clarence Thomas walks into a room, you really want somebody to just say, someone get this jigaboo away from me. Real talk, real talk, because that's how he's acting, man. So the reason why we're talking about Clarence Thomas in this way is because there was a uh, there was a recent uh, Supreme Court uh, decision um, that was handed down where in in surprise fashion, surprise fashion, the Supreme Court actually decided that I mean, I'm sorry, but that Alabama had uh, racially gerrymandered their state representation to a point where it disenfranchised black voters. And guess who was the one motherfucker who was mad about it? Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas be walking up into the show, uh, Supreme Court chambers like. Yeah, man. So Clarence Thomas did that. But not only did Clarence Thomas disagree that Alabama had uh, racially gerrymandered black folks out of their state representation, but this motherfucker wrote a 50 page dissent about the actual <laughs> about the actual discrimination, bro. Oh, yeah. There is powerful niggardry at work here. Yeah, man. So we get this story here. This comes out of Business Insider. It says that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a scathing 48-page dissent in a court's ruling that Alabama voted, uh, Alabama violated a ban on racial gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled five to four on Thursday, holding a lower uh, federal court's decision that Alabama violated the Voting Rights Act with congressional districts that discriminate against black voters in a state that's largely clumped them into one district. Uh, the voting, I'm sorry, the surprise ruling prevented the court from gutting the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh, both conservatives, joined the court, the Supreme Court's liberal-leaning justices in the ruling. Tuesday was, uh, I'm sorry. Thomas was one of the four conservative justices who opposed Thursday's ruling. In his dissenting opinion, Thomas wrote that the court's decision has turned Section 2, the part of the Voting Rights Act that bans gerrymandering based on race into nothing more than a racial entitlement to roughly proportional control of effective uh, elective offices, limited only by feasibility, wherever racial, different racial groups consistently prefer different candidates. Thomas said that the Voting Rights Act doesn't require Alabama intentionally redraw its longstanding congressional districts so that black voters can control a number of seats roughly proportional to the black share of the state's population. Because why would these niggas want representation in their government? The nerve of these Negroes wanting representation in their government. So, yeah, man, like Clarence Thomas, it's, it's, it's like you again, nigga. It's you again. Why is it always you? How can you be such a fucking fall off from the likes of a Thurgood Marshall, right? And like I said, for anybody, uh, like I remember I was watching uh, that, that, uh, that PBS documentary, Frontline documentary on Clarence Thomas and his wife. I implore anybody who's listening to me to, to watch that, man, because it's amazing to listen to, them, to people talk about how he used to be a very adamant Malcolm X fan, and now he's so adamantly against anything that helps black people. It's a fucking amazing. And to some degree, it has some bit of uh, racial revenge attached to it because he was made fun of as a child. Right. A lot of it has a lot to do with the fact that this dude was made fun of as a kid. Here he is 
50, 60 years later, still holding on to some of those grudges. And, and because he's now in a position of extreme power and extreme influence, he can actually influence legislation and law to where, yo, he can negatively affect how you move in this nation, man. And he's mad at black folks because of how black folks treated him as a child. It's, 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 it was a fascinating watch, man. And I implore anybody who's watching and listening to me to watch that, uh, that documentary. It's on Frontline. It's, it's Frontline is uh, uh, Clarence and Jenny Thomas. It's, it's actually a documentary on both him and his wife. But, yeah, man, I, I would implore you guys to watch it to kind of, like, further understand, like, why this dude sort of acts sort of the way that he does, right? But it's crazy. It's crazy. But, yo, that's what's going on, man. Um, we got another story here that's going on, man. So, uh, and this is actually, like, you know, something that's also kind of Michigan-related, too. So there was a story here uh, here in uh, the Detroit area where uh, in Hamtramck, Michigan, Right. So Hamtramck, for those of you who are not familiar with this area, uh, you've got Detroit. Right. Which is a very like, you know, population wise, Detroit isn't that big. But landmass wise, Detroit big than a motherfucker. At one point, like this part, this place used to hold nearly two million people. Part of the reason why, like, there's so many vast swaths of like, of, you know, vacant land is because, yeah, it used to have two million people in it. And now we got like a little bit over like six hundred thousand people in it. So you got a lot of vacant land and whatnot. Right. But what what what, what happens is in within the Detroit city limits, there are two small cities that sit on in inside of Detroit. Right. You get uh, Highland Park and you've got Hamtramck. Right. Now, Hamtramck is very small, man. Um I want to say it's like a 10 by 10 block radius. It's, not, it's really not that big, man. There's a lot of two family flats, a lot of apartment buildings, man. Uh, there's a lot of immigrants that live in Hamtramck. And uh, there's a lot of folks in Hamtramck who don't speak English, right? Uh, I remember I was doing some work in Hamtramck, man. And it was like, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a challenge because, you know, there was the language barrier. So I would always have my, my, my Google Translate on my phone and stuff. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, are we speaking Polish today? Are we speaking Farsi today? Are we speaking Arabic today? Are we speaking English today? Like, what's, I, I had to try to guess this shit because, you know, you didn't know whose house you was rolling up on. And because it was such a melting pot of different, you know, uh, uh, cultures and different nationalities and stuff, you really had to try to figure this stuff out, right? But one of the things that, um, that that stuck out to me about Hamtramck was that um and and I I I, I want to be careful with how I talk about this right because I made this I made a couple comments about this on Twitter and of course on Twitter people will try to take your words and and, and make of them what what they want right but one of the th- one of the experiences that I had while working in the city of Hamtramck was that. Uh, oftentimes when I would go to someone's house to try to make some, uh, an appointment to get some work done, uh, you know, there would be women at home, right? They were, you know, devout Muslim women, they would be home and, uh, they were, they wouldn't speak to me, right? They would not speak to me. They would answer the door, but they wouldn't speak to me. And what they would do is they would go and they would get the oldest male child. They would get the oldest male child. If there wasn't a man home. They would get the oldest male child and I would have to basically talk to the oldest male child in order to get this, you know, this work done. And so here I am talking to a seven year old, sometimes eight, sometimes five to try to get some very important work done (laughs) in the air, some infrastructure work done. Right. And it would I, I could not talk directly to these women. 
um, if there was an, uh, you know, an, an adult male home, they always had to go get like the, the, the oldest male in the home. They had to go get him. And I had to talk to him despite the fact that this kid probably didn't have any clue what the hell I was talking about. Right. And so I say that to say that when I heard this story about Hamtramck, not allowing for there to be an LGBTQ flag uh, flying on city property. Unfortunately, I wasn't surprised. So I'm going to read this story here. This comes out of the Detroit Free Press. It says that facing criticism from some elected officials in Metro Detroit, Hamtramck Mayor Amir Ghalib is defending a resolution he supported that banned the display of LGBTQ plus and political flags from city property. The six-member Hamtramck City Council voted unanimously last Thursday to approve the resolution that prohibits the flying of government property flags on government property flags symbolizing sexual orientation, race, religion, and politics. The move was criticized by a range of elected officials in Michigan, including the state Senator Stephanie Chang of Detroit, whose district includes Hamtramck, U.S. Representative Sri Tanadar of Detroit, whose district includes Hamtramck, uh, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan, Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter, and U.S. Representative Rashida Tlaib of Detroit, among others. For those politicians who don't understand the situation in Hamtramck, but they released statements to criticize us for passing the resolution, Galib said in a statement released Saturday afternoon, you do not know our city more than we do, and you will not know the consequences of opening the door for every group to fly their flag on city properties. Our residents are all equally important to us, and we will continue to serve them equally without discrimination, favoritism, or preferential treatment to any group. The city government will stay neutral and impartial towards its residents. Now, Here's the thing. I think that had this been a thing uh, prior to Pride Month, had they made these sorts of resolutions prior to Pride Month, no one would be accusing them of singling out uh, the LGBTQ community, right? Because they went out of their way to say, like, okay, so it has, if it has any political affiliation, if it has any religious affiliation, if it has anything other than the state, the city, and uh, 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 the nation, then we're not going to fly those flags. If they had, if they just came out with this a long time ago, like, I don't know, shit, March, right? If they had come out with this in March, I don't know if it has the same level of, I don't know if this story gets the same level of attention that it gets now considering that yo we are seeing an uptick in stories about there being backlash against the lgbtq community we are seeing stories about how conservatives are going into uh stores and 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 and, and, and raising the ruckus about there being pride displays and they're calling up you know they're, they're being mad about transgender uh, uh spokespeople for bud light and then they're mad about uh, uh, Chick-fil-A actually the, 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 what was that? The, the, the president of Chick-fil-A actually acknowledging racism. Like they get mad at all of this shit. And so I think what happens is the city didn't necessarily recognize it. Like, yeah, the reason you're catching this flack is because you chose a very curious moment to make this, uh, you know, to make this proclamation and pull down, you know, to, to vote on this resolution and then to make that resolution law within the city. Right. I don't know if anybody would have had a, a problem with it prior to pride month, but when you do it in the middle of pride month, yeah, you look like you being bigoted. You look like you're being bigoted. And so the reason why I brought up the story about like when I would, you know, do some work in that particular town is that I, I believe in much the same way that when it comes to like, you know, far right Christian religious uh, extremism. In many in much the same way, 
you will get that in like some Muslim communities, right? Who are very devout, very uh, fundamentalist in their beliefs, who also don't agree with, you know, with the idea of homosexuality, who will use their religion and hide behind their religion to justify why they believe what they believe, who will use that to say, hey, yeah, we don't want that here. We don't want to, we don't want to symbolize that here. It's no different than when Christians do it, right? And so, like, when I was talking about this on Twitter, you know, of course, you had uh, some some disingenuous right-wing folks who were talking about, yeah, the left turned on the Muslims pretty quick and all this stuff. Like, no, 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 this isn't that. This isn't that. Anytime anybody is going to use religion to, like, denigrate or marginalize another group of people, I ain't rocking with you. I'm just not. And so they can put this cover on as though they are acting with, you know, no sort of bias whatsoever. But, like, again... You didn't do this when you didn't have anything to like, you know, really like, like you didn't do this on black history month. You ain't want to smoke with the blacks. You didn't do this during, um, you know, women's history month. You ain't want to smoke with the women. Although I, you know what? I take that back. They might just want to smoke with the women because again, the, 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 the women to some degree are oppressed to a point where they can't even have an adult conversation with another adult because of the sex of the adult. And now I'm talking to a seven-year-old to make an appointment on some utility work on their house. Right? So to me, it was more so a thing of, hey, man, Hamtramck, we got some bigger issues than what flag is flying above City Hall. They got some systemic things going on within the community that they need to kind of like work their sem- them- themselves through. Right? And again like it's a very small town like it's 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 really not that big hamtramck is like that you could be in and out of hamtramck before you you even knew you was even in hamtramck that's how big it is but i think they got some issues where you know there's some religious things going on there and it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me that that's why Hamtramck is in the news, like because of something like that. Them being in the news for that doesn't surprise me, considering how I know that they operate. And I've I've had to go in that city to work, and it's it's not easy. It's just not fucking easy. So yeah, you got that going on, Hamtramck out here on the bullshit. Now another interesting story that we had going on, man. So there was this girl, very pretty girl, man. Um, she worked at Home Depot, right? Home Depot was her gig, man. And um, she was making, you know, nice little money at the Home Depot, man. She was she was paying her way through school. You know how they was talking about the myth of the girl that goes to strip, you know, to pay her way through school? She was like, you know what? I am not the myth. I am the rule. And I am paying my way through school by working at Home Depot. And I be goddamn it. She went from being a Twitter, like, hero to a Twitter villain real quick. What in blue places is going on out here? I know some of y'all probably missed that, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, she went from Twitter hero to a Twitter villain. So let me pull this story up, man. Cause it's actually, this is very interesting, man. It was like to, to kind of watch this happen in real time man. like, and it's also interesting. This is the other part that I thought was interesting too. It was like watching the delay between the, the conversations about this young lady, but from Twitter to Facebook, like Two days later, you seeing people talk about it on Facebook, and they're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe this younger." Like, oh damn, girl, you 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 like you got to catch up because like shit didn't change since since this post. But uh, let me see if I can find it. 
oh shit, I forgot all about this story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get to that one in a second. <laughs> but we definitely gonna talk about that one. Shit, I forgot all about that one. Oh man. Um. Okay. So. Okay, so her. Oh, the girl who went. Okay, so yeah, we are gonna do this. Let me pull this up so you guys can watch with me though, because I want, of course, I want y'all to watch this stuff with me, right? It would only be right if I did that. So let's do that. And we gonna move this tab on over here so your boy Span can see what the hell is going on and add to the scene. Bam. And let's see what this young lady is talking about though. Cause she, here's it. Let me, okay. Before we get to that, let me, let me break this down. This young lady initially, she posted a, uh, she made a post that said that people told her that she was too pretty to work at the Home Depot, right? And her tweet went viral. And there were a whole bunch of people, of course, who were like, yo, man, yeah, shorty fine in the mug. You know what I'm saying? She really does look good. Like, yeah, she's pretty as shit, right? And then, you know, unfortunately, like, it, you know, she did kind of like, she started talking about how, you know, I'm glad that I can show young ladies that they can make money the right way, and, you know, that, that, that sort of thing, which is kind of passive aggressive. And some of the ladies who are, you know, sex workers who are doing the OnlyFans thing took some some level of offense to what she was saying. And they weren't really on her head that much. But then you had some people who were suggesting, like, yo, she probably should get an OnlyFans. And it was mostly niggas, man. It was mostly niggas. But, like, they were, you know, on some, like, she should get an OnlyFans. She get paid on OnlyFans, this, that, this, sort, this, this sort of shit, right? Well, niggas being niggas, niggas being weird niggas at that, started, like, trying to dox this young lady to the point where they actually found out the location, like, the actual store of the, uh, of the Home Depot that she worked at. And it, it basically made her have to quit her job, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're going to pull this video so you guys can uh, see what she has to say about the situation, though. Well, I just wanted to come on here, as y'all probably know me as the Home Depot girl, the girl who went viral, and just talk about how God is really testing my life right now and just testing my faith and trying to keep my pace. That was the other thing, too. People really wasn't like they like people was really mad that she was like, you know, into her faith and like uh, she was really strong in her faith and that she was she was really about that. Now I'm not out here trying to like show my body for money sort of thing. Like we're really on her head about that. Patience in him and just trust that there's a bigger thing coming out of all this. Since I blew up on the Internet, I have had so much backlash, good and bad. Like, it's been a lot of good, but, you know, you also have that percentage of bad. Like, everybody on Twitter hates me for what? I don't know. Like, I literally don't know just because I stood up for myself and that's fine. Um, and then Instagram's really cool. And then, you know, other situations that have happened throughout this whole process that have just kind of been crazy but i literally had to kind of quit my job in this process because of how much i grew and how many people actually seen this and people were illegally doxing my address and also figuring out where i worked because you know i did have my school in my bio also my location on twitter and home depot so if you put math together like people started figuring stuff out so now I'm going to have to probably move and just, you know, kind of relocate and start fresh. And I just feel like I just 
am grateful to God because this opportunity gives me a chance to start over. I also gained a platform and that means a lot to me because I work really hard making, you know, my faith, lifestyle, beauty, and fashion content. So this kind of helps me go towards that direction. But it's also scary because I actually haven't received like any type of brand deals or anything like that a lot of people think that like my net worth is going to flip now because of fame um that's not how it works it just kind of it's unmotivating but i have faith that god is gonna make all of this work out in my favors yeah so shout out to her faith a real talk but i think it's, it's it's sad that like this young lady has to move quit her job and, you know, um, all because nigga just couldn't like just like a tweet and like, hey, you pretty and move on. For real. Niggas are weirdos, bro. Niggas are weirdos. Um, the other part about this, man, that I thought was interesting was so. There's this thing that guys do when it comes to women, especially young women. What they'll do is they'll try to pit one woman against another woman and like uh, to to make their they'll, they'll try to pit these women against one another and act as though uh in the end these women's ultimate ambition is to be with niggas like them <laughs> right that their ultimate ambition is to be with a nigga like them and so i saw folks talking about this young lady and and, and basically drawing comparisons to her to against another you know against you know quintessential uh twitter girl or only fans girl or whatever and they'll say like yeah this is the kind of woman that like you know niggas don't even want to hear about your degrees and shit we just want a woman who like goes to work and like is humble and all this other shit is like hey bro so you don't like women with degrees fine nigga don't date a woman with a degree i will tell you this though and this is just how i feel about it if a nigga is going out of his way to tell you he don't give a fuck about his degree most of the time it's because he feels a certain way about the fact that you are a little bit more educated than he is right most of the guys who are wealthy most of the guys who are established aren't necessarily they're not bothered by your mentioning you have a degree they're not bothered by that and i know a lot of people talk about no they just leave with their degree and that's their personality is they degree they degree they degree i hear you but nine times out of ten that's not what these niggas are talking about because we know we know that a lot of sisters are out out here overeducated, right we know that the sisters are the ones who are getting the most fucking degrees out here in all of the united states it's the sisters who are out here getting the most fucking degrees so you know, in some way, niggas feel like they got to take y'all down a peg. So if they could use this young lady, be like, hey, she fine. I would deal with her. And 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 she working at the Home Depot, man. She ain't, leaving, she ain't trying to get no degree. And the fucked up thing was she was going, she was working at the Home Depot so that she can get the degree that these niggas say that they don't care about. Because God forbid these women actually try to pursue a life outside of you right that their life isn't surrounded by hey i gotta get myself together so i can get a dude now a lot of these sisters out here like hey man whether i get with a man or not i'm gonna be all right and they okay with that and a lot of you dudes ain't okay with that and that's the thing that bothers y'all right so it was like to me this was an interesting thing like to see this young lady go from like kind of a hero because there were some women who would like throwing shots at her too 
You know what I'm saying? Like, who told you you was too pretty to work at Home Depot? I'm pretty sure there was quite a few niggas that came up to her in the Home Depot like, damn, baby girl, you fine in the mother. What you doing working here? I'm sure that shit happens to her, right? Because she's a very attractive young lady. So you have, you know, some women throwing shots at her, but then you also had weird old niggas, man, who made it to, like, like dangerous to a point where this young girl is going to have to move and change her job. That That's sad, man. That's sad. But, you know, that that's what's going on. Now, I had some other stories that I was going to talk about, but fuck them, man, because they're kind of depressing. And this is Juneteenth, and we're going to talk about some shit that brings us some real joy, right? We're going we're gonna to talk about some things that bring us joy because I actually got to get on up and out of here in a minute or two. But check this out, man. This story here, I thought, was fucking hilarious, man. Real talk. So let me pull this up. Hold on. Let me do this here. But uh, is it this one? Is it this one? Yes, it's this one. Okay. So, yeah, man. Hoo-wee. When we talk about white folks going crazy out here, man, well, I'm saying the white folks is going crazy out here, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they was out here acting the goddamn plum for, especially this one, especially this one. So let me, let me uh, stop sharing this and uh, <laughs> let me stop sharing this and close that one down. And we're going to open up this one and we're going to move that boy right on up over here so I can see what the hell I'm doing. And uh, all right, so let's do this. Let's share that screen. Bam, bam. All right, so I don't know what happened with this white woman. I don't know what happened with her. What I do know is, um, okay, there she go. I don't know what's going on, but as you can see from the looks of this, still, she looks like she's screaming, and she's screaming really motherfucking loud, right? Don't know what happened with her, but uh, she done lost her goddamn mind, y'all gonna see her lose her mind. So just, 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 <laughs> let's just check this out. What in the Miss Millie is going on here? Now check this out, man. I was fully expecting. I was fully expecting after you know the, the young sister gave her the piece, the two piece. I was fully expecting her to you know kind of be set straight. But she wasn't set straight. She just went straight back to calling everybody niggas. Let me, let me let's, let's, let's let's look a little re, let's rewind that a little bit. Okay, Come on. Wait a second. Did y'all see how she ran up those stairs though? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Check this. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. She wildin'. <laughs> Like my man's just standing in mind of his business. I Hold on, what's that right there? Like she just attacking black people all over the place, man. She's attacking black people. No, she needs to get locked up. She does. She's got black on. 
Like she attacked this dude, right? Look, look. He mad at his men, and then he just kicked. <laughs> He, he kicked her in the ass. Pink. Hey, what are you doing? We're doing what you're Yo, doing. Yo, this bitch crazy. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, yeah, I saw that, and I thought that was, I, I thought it was fucking hilarious, G. Like, I really did. Y'all seen how I was laughing here. I think that was hilarious. And I don't know what the hell is going on with that young lady. Uh, I'm sure at some point uh, the Twitter FBI has found out who she is, who she works for, what school she went to, and everything else. So, uh, you know, RIP to her career. But, uh, yeah, you got that going on, man, real talk. We going to end this Juneteenth out. This Juneteenth show. Oh, this white lady going crazy, man. Real talk. But, uh, yo, I got to go. It's been fun. But uh, before I get on up out of here, I do have to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mrs. Span Official Podcast and let your voice be heard. Go ahead and hit up that hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave those voicemail messages. Of course, those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Go ahead and leave those emails. And, of course, those emails that get right here reply to you live as well. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. So go ahead follow me there. Chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. Also, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Five-star reviews, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Leave us those five-star reviews. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime, just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking what is over here at the Mr. Span Official Podcast and the Span Report Podcast Network, man, real talk. Uh, I am about to get on up out of here. I will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, family, peace.